0: What's up guys, it's Alex Ray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: What's up, my name's Evan Ferry, and we're on the Moto X Pod Show.
2: What's up? We are back with another episode of the Moto X Pod Show this week. Episode 219, brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherby's USA. For decades, Cherby's USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfect, look great, and last. And Cherby's has what you need. Uh, whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, handguards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit Cheruby'sUSA.com and support our title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram and let them know you're listening also on board, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed. You'll in and out. Uh, That may be my mic then, because yeah. I, I think we're having a problem last week. I, that's, I'm not moving, so okay. yeah, I may be having some issues with my mic. Steve told me that last week on the wrap-up show I was doing that. Uh, anyway, Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use the promo code MOTOX to save. Also on board, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motorworks, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, and True Fusion Sports. Is it sounding any better over there, Scotty? Yeah, it's better. Okay, maybe I was moving. Uh, big show tonight. We got Colin Mor- Morrison on, uh, owner of Team Skivvy. He's going to come on, man. Freestyle legend, punk rock. Metal Militia. He's going to come on and talk about his team. Stank Dogs are going to come on and talk about making it at Oakland on the 125. And we're going to discuss a little bit of the drama that went down. And uh, Justin Hill had to reschedule. If you guys didn't see the post, he has strep. So we're going to get him on next week. But Dominique Thurie is going to come on in his place. Second year from Germany in Supercross. It's going to be cool. should be a pretty hot show. Yeah, it's going to be good. We've got a lot to talk about. I think Jordan Burns, uh, former drummer of Strung Out... Moto Triple X. He's gonna jump on with Colin. He's good buddies. Uh we just talked a minute ago. He wants to get on here and talk. That'd be super rad, super punk rock. I dig yeah.
3: that. I think like, it's kind of a, it's gonna kind of a heavy show. I like
2: it. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. All our sponsors are killing it. Uh we're gonna talk a little super cross here in a second, kind of keeping we're we're running a few minutes behind, so I'm trying to make sure we got everything in order. Uh I want to mention that I uh, talk about our Patreon all the time, yep. patreon.com. We have a couple new listeners. I've got some stuff to send out to those guys for joining. I haven't done it yet. I also have not sent out the the front fender, my old front fender, yeah, that, a listener one, or our banner because I need to get you to sign it. I need to get TJ to sign it, and TJ oh, hasn't I get, been here. I get like to a autograph month. something. Yeah, what? yeah, you get to. So uh, those things will go out as soon as I can get them out. And I want to do a giveaway on YouTube tonight. Uh, I got these. Action figures here, or whatever, that Feld put out. I got an Aaron Plessinger one. The AP signed at A1. Nice. And we're going to give this thing away on YouTube tonight. Not really sure how just yet, but we're going to do that. So, And I actually have one of the larger scale ones behind me that we'll do at another time. We'll give that away. But, yeah, we're going to do some cool giveaways. Uh, Scotty Oakland, man, it's come and gone. Two rounds down, multiple winners. Barsha with the red plate. What do you take away from it also? Dude, Paul?
3: I don't even know where to start. Man. Yeah. Like... First of all, was not expecting the East Coast-style, ruddy, gnarly tracks. I don't think anybody was ready for that. And if it's any indication of how the season's going to go, it is wide open. I mean, the biggest thing I saw was the first—I didn't get to catch too much of of qualifying on Peacock. I caught, like, the first first qualifying session because Mm. it was late because of West Coast and I had to go to work. So I only caught a little bit, and I and I saw like forty five seconds of Tomac riding, and I was like, "Oh my god, he looks incredible on the Yamaha!" <laughs> and then like, yeah. and then and then he then he was like second fastest qualifying, and and he 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 heat he, he raced well in the Anaheim one, and then he won one in Oakland, and I was like, I keep waiting for it, and it seems like in the main he's just not quite going to the last gear, but I know it's there, so I I see stuff from him. Um, AP was awesome. I think Barsha is handling it. Like, you're supposed to, but, I mean, we're two races in. Can't take too much, but there's, yeah, there's definitely a lot to talk about. The
2: first two tracks have been very technical, very gnarly. Yes. They, uh, you know, big whoops, you know, start dependent to some degree. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, I don't think we've seen – I don't think we've set – nothing set in stone yet of how the the, the season is going to progress, I don't think. I mean, it would be fantastic if we just keep having different winners. I don't think it's really played out yet like normal yeah i don't think it's gotten uh leveled out but dude jason anderson really could be our points leader right now if if he hadn't gotten into it with uh marvin yeah yeah right Mar- why am i blank yeah marvin the week before not marvin barsha if that hadn't happened i think he's our points leader and he looked good man he looks loose he's he's having a good time he sounded good on the podium. Like I I think 2018 Jason Anderson may be back. I, I and, so in, and this may continue.
3: Yeah. I was, I we before our show that we did right before Anaheim won, I was I kind of, I was kind of saying that like, if anybody's a plug and play, give me a bike that the way you want it, like, you know how Cali is. They think like, like this is how our bike set up. Try to, you know, work with it. Work with it. Yep. And I think if anybody's the guy to do that, it was, I think Anderson was a good fit for that. And, you know, he kind of came under the radar and like I I, I'm surprised but not surprised at the same time. Like it does not surprise me, but yet it does at the same I mean it's it, I don't know it's how funny. Else to funny. I don't know it. if you listen to Pope last night. That's yeah, kind of that's what, what yeah, Lewis they were Phillips saying, said. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah like I, I am surprised. I don't know if I should be surprised. I think it's great, man. I, I think he he's revitalized, re energized. Yeah. He's loose and he's enjoying it and it looks good. And you know, AP, big switch up from A one to Oakland. He, I'm still a unsure of him if if he's going to be like maintain like top five ish positions. I think there's some other guys. You know, some guys crashed. There were some issues at Oakland. Yeah, but
3: also at the same right. at the same time though, you know, you you see the guys. Well, AC has his injury, obviously, but mm-hmm. the the both rounds uh, McIlrath has started off strong and then fell back. So I'm not saying that I would I don't wouldn't compare uh, McArath and AP. I would obviously say AP has kind of it would was be advantage. advantage than him. But you know the ability to fall back was there. You, it was shown by AC and thing, and he didn't. And if anything, he almost started catching the leader, and he him and Jason broke away from everybody else. So yeah. I think that is a a lot to take. You can take from, and it's a was a very good race for him to build confidence for sure.
2: And he definitely sounded that way last night. Yes, pole, he did. But uh, Cooper Webb's a guy that you know I'm not sure. Like I, I expect him to start getting podiums more regularly. It didn't go very it didn't go exactly as uh I, I would have hoped, uh at Oakland. But I think again, the whole field is just hasn't found their place yet. Yeah. And like it would be fantastic if this continues to happen. If every week we, we kinda of rotate through different guys. You know, I mean I, I still waiting on Dylan to do, do yeah, yeah, you know? Do what I said. That take I, is you know, starting to. I, I think city. that championship uh, that I called for is is slipping away a little bit. But you yeah, know, I mean, he that, can pull off some wins, maybe. But
3: I think he forgot to turn on the the, <laughs> the oven on the back burner. I ah, will be all right, man. He's he's gonna <laughs> no, come he, around. But hey, he's he was one of the few guys that moved up, though. Like, yeah, you watched. He was
2: impressive. Like compared to A one,
3: that that's what's. Had, uh, this is what surprised me about Tomac at A one was he he got into that spot and then people were getting in front of him, and then, and, you know, obviously he ended up where he was because people made mistakes and fell and stuff, but there was people move, getting around him and moving up through the pack, and that's what threw me off because off of his speed, and then, he, you know, he kind of backed it up with a solid ride in Oakland, too, so he has the speed, so that was kind of a, a alarming for me, but to, uh, Ferrandez has been, Ferendis and Sexton, I think, have been two of the faster guys. They just, they got to put bad it all together. Starts.
2: Ferrandez gets bad starts. Eli usually starts off slow. Uh, Barsh is a guy that, you know, again, po- points leader, Right now, I think that's the third year in the row that he's been the, the points leader after round two. So you, I mean, you can't take. Yeah, you can't really take anything away from it. But again, it's his own year. Maybe he, maybe he maintains it. Yeah, it's just I'm excited. I can't wait for San Diego. Uh, I, I, I do feel like Jason is a guy that's going to be knocking out some podiums. I don't think Oakland was a fluke. The guy no. looks good. He should have been on the podium at A one, as I said. It's, it's going to be just a bitching season so, so and, far until
3: they start uh, going to that second tier of tracks to where they start having more uh, options. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the baseball stadiums kind of prohibit some of those long rhythm sections where people can do something kind of different. Um, wait till Glendale. Yeah. W- which will be there for that. will be awesome.
2: You might be, I don't know. You don't have your credentials yet. I don't know. But I submitted it though.
3: We're, we're okay, fingers crossed over here. Good luck. Good, everybody wish me luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hopefully. Yeah. You'll be there. Um, it's going to be good, dude. Uh, what Briefly, 250s, Christian Craig seems to be the guy. Do you think that any of the other, like the three top guys, the Moseman, Sh- uh, Shimoda, Hunter Lawrence, can give him a run for his money consistently, or is Christian just that much more mature, that much more experienced and better this year?
3: They, They, they have to... You they, they they can't let well he's had an advantage because of the whoops have been so gnarly so we'll see how long you know how many races are going to be like that i like that the tracks like that i think it makes it you know more racy but i th- i think if if you let him start second or third and you don't immediately attach onto his tail like you you you're, you're done like hunter i think hunter the couple rounds has had his speed but he's he's not he's not there in enough time he's getting stuck by behind Handmaker and yeah. and then um Freezy's kind of been, like, if you don't get around Freezy quick, it's it, it's going to be, it's, it's hard to, they're going to be gone, you know? And and uh, I, I just, I, I think that Hunter has the speed. I think Moseman has the speed. I don't know what's going they, on yeah, with Joe. They're just not they,
2: consistent. And they make mistakes. That's the thing. And right I mean, now, Hunter, so far, Christian hasn't really made any mistakes.
3: Hunter had that. Hunter, I think, had some bad luck at the beginning of the first main event, but mm-hmm. he hasn't really made two mistakes other than if you want to call not getting the greatest start. Um, that's, but
2: that's the key right now.
3: Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that I had, we haven't seen all of what Hunter's capable of yet. I think that he's building some good momentum. He hasn't had quite the luck fall right, the, all the, the, you know, the pieces fall right, right for him, but he's still road gritty. He's, he's been determined. And I think that we're going to, I think he's the guy, I think he's put himself in the position the points like wise. Challenge. I think he's the challenger. Uh, If Moseman can put a couple of good results, I think he can be in that mix too. I think Shimoda's the way he is. He's supposed to be the consistent guy. He's he's not supposed to be the guy that digs himself out of a hole.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised. Like that crash he had where he he flipped over the bars and like that was pretty sketchy, man. That was scary. Do you think
3: that like because, you know, we've talked to him a couple of times now and, you know, he was the kind of the under the, the spot uh, under out of the spotlight the, last yeah, year and, the and then yeah, and he kinda of did his thing and he proved to turn a lot of heads. Do, do you think that that is it the
2: pressure? Is he just having bad luck? Is is I don't think so. I think he just yeah, that he made a mistake. Um you know, maybe he's maybe he got a little overexcited, you know, that you know, Colt went out. Jaleen, do you, Colt do was you, kind of the favorite, I think, or yeah, one of the favorites. The Colt went, maybe yeah. he felt like that was an opportunity, but I don't think so. I just again I think track the track conditions have surprised everybody. We're gonna see that level out. Also, like I think the four fifties, you're gonna start seeing guys closer to Christian. Christian maybe doesn't get the best start. I think we're gonna start seeing some diversity. Yeah, uh, San Diego. Oh, Christian's gonna be good at San Diego. Like that's just that's his home, basically. the uh,
3: The boys at Motor Limited had a good point. It says CC doesn't have that teammate pressure this year. Big difference.
2: Yeah, oh, that's, I mean that's that could point. be. That could be. I mean they they they're team Christian. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. What about? Someone's going to ask you about. What about the, the Ryan Breeze Seven Deuce Deuce thing? Um, before we go into
3: that, I know uh, it 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 sucks that we didn't get to do an A one show. Well, actually, We only got seven minutes. Okay, uh, oh, uh, it's quick. Time. It's uh, it sucks that we didn't get to do a one show because uh, uh, what's that? Oh, my bad. So, okay, so uh, I thought that. Uh Cade Clayson's pass and the to go from fifth to third in the for in an Anaheim one LCQ. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, that was the <laughs> that was the most strategic yeah. move. He wasn't he was bike links. Uh, the <laughs> section before that, he was like eight bike links off of those guys. and right. all of a sudden he got one good run and he made that I was like, yes, Cade, let's go. Like that that was one of the most beautiful racecraft moves I've seen. Okay. I kind of forgot.
2: Let's let's save the Ryan Brees thing. I kind of forgot we didn't do an A1 show because I was still in California. We really don't have a lot of time to yeah, get I into know. that. Um, but that, yeah, let's step back to the California trip for just a minute. Since since Nick and Trent are on YouTube, dude, hanging out with those guys was a lot of fun. Those guys are awesome. Well, Trent's really awesome. Nick's okay. But <laughs> we had a good time. Uh, we had some killer go-kart racing. I got worked. I destroyed my one Was it K1 phone. kart? Or is it like yeah, something? K1. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I got worked. How but do you it, get hurt like, riding a K1 kart, dude? Because they weren't the same speeds. So you like, got, how did it hurt? How did you get hurt? I didn't get hurt. Oh, I got I said, worked. Worked. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got worked because I had slow carts, and there was a couple carts that were like way faster. Sure, wasn't all those tim tams that you've been? It could have been some of that. <laughs> could have been some of the tim tams, but mostly it was the carts. Um, the- they they will did they 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 have a little board kind of like your mixer board over yeah, there, and they can it was bull crap.
3: Like I've noticed that, like the couple of times I've done it, like when. They they watch you at the beginning, and if you and if you look competent, you all of a sudden you notice
2: you can start getting a little more power. I don't think they were doing that because there was a couple carts that were just fucking ripping, and like you you'd come out of a corner and they'd be just you know two cart leaks ahead instantly, Those, and your cart you're waiting for it to go. I, I just think some of the carts like yeah uh, Nick Nick like the you the hear, Joey you hear that guys he's he's blaming the carts Nick like the Joey Savacci seventeen cart and that was probably the fastest. He got a hot cart. Yeah, that was a hot cart. TJ got that thing in the last. He he went to the guy. It was like. I want seventeen. Put me on seventeen, and he did. And he just TJ walked off. on Yeah, he everybody. walked off. That was the only only good uh, race moto he had. Yeah. <laughs> I had a terrible night. I I drove. All right, I'll put it on me. Fine, I drove bad. I didn't do well, and I destroyed my phone. And that, I, hope,
3: well, I hope we get to do something like that when we're in uh, Arizona. That sounds that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I don't know what the plans are. You know, I mean, we're yeah. gonna, not going to be there as long, but um, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to Glendale. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's see. Oh, still, Nick says we went to pole position, dude. It was a hundred times worse than blows. Then oh, K-1. The, the they K-1? went. They went. I guess Mumphy worked them. They went with Mumford. Oh, uh, who was that? that said that Nick and Trent. Oh, uh, yeah, I, from Moto Limited. Because they're still you, there. Oh, they they're went still a, in Cali, man. Oh, they haven't they, left. They went again to. Oh, they went, they went to another one. Gotcha. Yeah, like Wednesday or something of last this last week. Yeah, they're, I think Nick's trying to stay in the states forever. <laughs> Trent kind of wants to go home and see his family, but he also. Doesn't want so so they
3: so they're just straight up here. That's cool.
2: Yeah, they they decide to stay another week, and then after Nick's like, oh, I to try to keep going to some more. But anyway, we got a lot to talk about. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we're gonna get come back with Colin Morrison, uh, Team Skibby. machines so you can too go to bloodlubricants.com to order today don't forget to check out their chain lube two-stroke Premix, polyclean and many other products use promo code moto x to support the moto x pod show scotty
3: t here from the moto x pod show with another fantastic product from Burn motorsports it's shock socks the number one 10 second removable fork seal protector no one likes having leaky fork seals With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the Burrmotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today.
2: If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff emig all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you too can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one of a kind professional paint job on your lid contact kirk hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on instagram at, at @extreme_colors. colors that's x-t-r-e-m-e-k-o-l-o-r-s extreme colors be the envy of all your friends and contact extreme colors today let them know that the moto x pod show sent you as always First guest of the night is brought to you by Acherby's USA. As I said, for decades Acherby's USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. Visit USA.com and so- support our title sponsor and follow them on Instagram. Of course, let them know you're listening. Uh, I think Foley's going to be in the chat room and we may be giving away a set of black plastic in honor of Colin being on, A is sponsor of Colin Morrison. Colin, do you do you'd like to go by Scummy? you know so many people ask me that yeah. it really doesn't matter
4: it's so far from like my life now but i feel i created that nickname so we can go for it that's
2: why i asked man because you know you and i talked a little bit off air and i know some of your history we're not going to get into a lot of that tonight because we are going to do a long form interview but man with the, the mm-hmm. changes you've made in your life i kind of wondered if you wanted to step away from that that image a little bit
4: you know i tried but um I was kind of in the generation of, like, the characters, you know, sure. like, you got Flying Hawaii and Twitch, you know, <laughs> and back then, it just became kind of like my nickname, so I don't really, to me, it's just a name, you know what I mean? Okay. So, well, but, on, man. yeah. I think really I'm going to really call
2: different. you Colin if that doesn't offend you, if you, if you don't mind. I me. like that. Yeah, I like Colin, man. So, Colin, man, uh, dude, legend in freestyle, old OG, Metal Militia, X Games, Team Skivvy, like, so much... To, that we could talk about, dude, just yeah. the life you've lived, man, uh, it, it's, it really is the rock star life of a <laughs> motocross, right? Like a, got, a lot of guys can say, we can say, oh, Ken Rockson and Eli Tomac, they're the rock stars of Supercross, but they didn't live the rock star lifestyle
4: yeah dude those guys are the real rock stars to me but like yeah the early days of freestyle motocross and you know i don't really put myself on that pedestal because i never really made it you know like the partying really got to me where i really ruined my whole career at the end and feel like i could have went a lot farther but yeah the early days of freestyle like before it was even a sport that's just what it was it was so it was truly motley crew lifestyle and like how we even like hold some of these jump shows it it was just crazy it was just so different it was accepted back then a lot more and uh it was just a really crazy fast lifestyle and then you know because back then there's only like 15 of us so it wasn't one of these sports where we thought it could ever go as far as it did so we were just going along with the ride and like we nobody knew how how hard it was going to blow up and it just it was crazy how it blew up so quick back in the day But yeah, I mean, I can't believe I'm still alive. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm still here and I'm just trying to ride my dirt bike and keep the name alive and still somehow keep my name in the sport being relevant, you know?
2: Yeah. And like I said, we are going to do a long form where we get into a lot of that stuff. I think just one on one down the road, maybe the next week or two. I did read a quote. You kind of just mentioned it. Like you said, Motley Crue ain't got nothing on me. Like, I feel like you and the, the your your guys, man, like, you know, I don't know, Metzger, all those guys could do like a, the dirt book, almost a freestyle, the dirt. And dude, that would be like so sick. You,
4: yeah, you truly could, man. I mean, just, yeah, from the early times of Metal Militia, just always trying to one up each other and just, um. And then like I was on Warp Tour for four years and they gave us our own tour bus. And every single day we were in a different venue full of 20,000 kids getting to ride with our favorite bands, No Effects, Pennywise, and just being part of that culture and being on tour with those guys for two and a half months. I mean, those guys looked up to us. They thought we were the crazy ones, you know, like (laughs) because yeah, everybody was partying. We were still partying harder than them, but we weren't going on stage to maybe break a nail. You know, we were going out riding three day, three times a day, every day for two and a half months. And we pulled the whole tour and many sleepless nights. And, uh, it was just every day I could have wrote a book and it was amazing. It was crazy. I I
2: can't even imagine it. I'm I'm kind of a lame guy. Like I, I certainly, (laughs) I love rock and roll, but I have never been rock and roll. Really? So, like, you know, like like, I was telling one of my buddies today, like, uh, you know, I'm friends with a lot of guys in metal bands and stuff that I grew up around and once they started doing the party and stuff, I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to go because I'm going to leave. Because, like, I grew up with yeah. a military dad. And, like, okay, if you get in trouble, you don't ride your dirt bike. So I was always the goody two-shoes. Like, so the
4: stuff No, you guys for sure. Just, I,
2: grew up, I, I grew up like that. You know, I was a okay. perfect
4: family. I grew up in Moorpark, California. My dad was in Vietnam. They never smoked, never drank. My dad was just, you know. <laughs> I was his biggest fan. It was, uh, I always wanted to race supercross and then took me to all the local races. I did that whole thing. And then one time at star West, I was always just doing the biggest jumps on the track. Like I didn't care if I came in last place and intermediate, just, I was just doing heel clickers (laughs) and before when those things were big. And I remember my childhood hero, Seth Enslow was there and like, this guy was God to me. And then, yeah, they invited me to a Crusty Demons of Dirt photo shoot. I would think I was fifteen. Wow! My dad—that's where my dad kind of let me go, you know. And then that's when freestyle started, and I really lied to my parents how crazy it was on tour, <laughs> you know, sure, like sure. all that. Yeah. But yeah, I grew up in a perfect childhood. Just like yeah, I mean, years and years of that. It uh, it changed me, and we'll talk about it later. But it took me down a really dark path after so many years of that stuff. So, you know, there's really no successful rock and roll dude that parties that hard and is like successful at it it all goes down in a burning flame you know yeah
2: yeah and, and, and a few of them get through it and come out the other side and you know realize you know like i mean the guys like ozzy and all those guys like are somewhat sober or clean now and they look back and go how the hell did i live through that
4: yeah especially Nikki six you yeah, know i had no yeah. idea what sobriety was until i read his book heroin dyers and, yep. like he's the guy I look up to. Like I have a lot of respect for people that can like really change their lives around from living that crazy life to like, just turning it all around. Cause it's a, it's a really big deal to flip that switch off and try and be better, man. I don't know. We'll yeah. talk. there's so much to get into. We'll talk about that later on. Talk about Supercross.
2: Yeah. and <laughs> Yeah. We're going to get into that. What do you got, Scotty? Well, uh, so I guess we
3: kind of just a little bit of what we were just talking about. Um, so like, you know, when y'all are, that whole crew that you grew up with, it was, it was so much progression that happened so fast. And like, and y'all were,
2: I don't mean to interrupt, but like, I remember seeing like the, like he said, the heel clicker and like a knack knack. And I was like, that's not possible. Yeah. And then the, what they progressed to was unreal, but go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So, and, Mike and, Metzger and, on the yeah.
4: dirt bike cover magazine. I was like, the, yeah. that changed it all for me. Yeah. Remember that one.
2: Oh yeah. And,
3: oh, and, 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 you know, all of you guys were kind of doing it all together. So, you know, there, there's a family environment to it and. And at that point, you know, you're, you're so into that family environment and that whole like pushing each other thing What like, how many moments were like, were you about to like do something that like, you're like, man, I really don't know about this, but like every, my boys got my I back know, like, and like, like, I just kind of have to yeah, like just do yeah. it. Like how, yeah, how many, sure. yeah, like, I
4: know it. I- I know what you mean. Like back in the day, it's crazy when you have, when you ride every day and you're really on point, just how confident you are in the bike. And like, you just look at certain jumps. Like I was always known for going out there first during practice and just hitting all the jumps first clean. And back then it was just, it was sketchy. But I remember like every sing- every single weekend, something new was coming out. I remember the first, one of the first contests in 98 at the OC fairgrounds. Cherry Hart won. I think it was like 50 grand for first place. All he did, he did a half fast seat grab where he grabbed his back fender and literally like was a big no footer. <laughs> the crowd went crazy. Like I remember yeah. it felt like the stands were going to collapse, you know? And then like yeah, every single week something was doing. It got it got so crazy to a point and then when that backflip came, that's when every everything changed and that's when you saw a lot of the riders die off. I mean, a lot of people really took a dark turn after that because you live this rock star lifestyle. You're getting paid. Everybody knows you. All of a sudden, the phones aren't picking up because you don't have what it takes to flip a dirt bike and really put your life on the line because that's what you have to do to get invited now. So, But it lasted a long time before that flip came, and, yeah, the evolution was unreal.
2: Dude, my favorite trick – well, okay, I still go to the whip. The whip is just – when you guys turn the bike literally backwards, my mind like shuts down. I, I yeah, I, I can't whip at all. I just do not have that kind of ability. But then the Cordova, that was the one that I thought was just a beautiful trick. I love the Cordova. Yeah,
4: a lot of those tricks. And I was never the guy that really pushed it too hard. Yeah, on tricks because I did I like freestyle because it was against racing it was against the rules you just went out there and you showed off in front of a crowd i just like going big and like pumping up people just being a show-off and then when it got really organized i kind of rebelled against that started doing like the big long distance jumps and just kind of thought i was being more rock and roll and like right. fuck that because i'm doing my thing but really it didn't do much you know all my friends really got their shit together stopped partying and they're became millionaires, you know, and then I just went the opposite and just dug my life into the ground pretty much with a uh, partying. still. it's sad looking back at it, like if I would have just got my shit together, yeah. you know, what could have been, but yeah, drugs, man.
2: Yeah. You can look at it that way and I understand why you would, but I think from things we're going to talk about at a later pod, you, you've learned a lot and you could be, you could be a lot bigger help and inspiration to people from what you went through than maybe some of those other rats where that were quote unquote successful. I mean, dude, it gets sober, I, that's fucking success.
4: I say that a lot. You know, I started a podcast talking sobriety a while ago. Gotten a lot of motocross guys. A guy like Nico Izzy on it. Yeah. You know, just a lot of people that really kind of change their lives around, man, and really just uh just put more of a word out there that like sobriety you can do it and it's not that bad to admit you might struggle with something so i've that's a big part of my life actually is giving back and showing people that it can be done because in motocross that's all you know is when you get hurt you get fed pain pills and those things are addicting you know and a lot of this a lot of the times you're too ashamed because with moto you're you're grown up training this and it's it's a very hard pill to swallow to admit that you might be hooked on these things, you know, and that's when you can either get your, get your shit together. Or it just really gets dark from there. You know, it's an, it's a big deal in the moto community for sure. Absolutely.
3: So. Absolutely. Um, Scotty. Yeah. Mine's going to kind of change the subject a little that's bit, fine. but, that's uh, yeah. uh, so now that I, there's a couple of things I've noticed a little different now that the FM FIM isn't inv- involved with, the Supercross has just failed in the name A. Now, I thought maybe the tracks were a little different. As I just kind of want to notice, know as a team manager, have you noticed kind of any difference now that the FIM is not involved? And, and do you think it's going I the got, right way?
4: I, I gotta be honest with you, like, I'm so far from like what the real teams are. Like, this is <laughs> such a different kind of deal, and I don't want to lie. And like, you know, like, so. I've always looked up to any Supercross riders. These guys, what they do is just, I'm such a big fan. And about five years ago, my partner in Skivvy has a huge, huge trailer, huge. It's almost like a smaller version of the the factory rigs. It's pretty legit. And he had this thing just stored away. And I said, let's do a Supercross team. I had an underwear company at the time with him, Skivvy. And uh, we started a team. And then after that, I kind of took the reins. And every year after that, I've been putting on this team. And what that means is I have a lot of sponsors on my end. And I just raise Mm -hmm. enough money to get to all the local rounds because it does take a lot of money to get Mm -hmm. to the whole season. But I do all the Anaheim, San Diego, Arizona. And I help out every year. You know, I've helped out a lot of guys. Uh, Mainly it's Chance Blackburn and Alex Nagy. You know, just uh, I just want to get the privateers. Yeah. try and help these guys the guys that if i'm not there they're going to be in their vans you know sleeping and uh i raise enough money and i'm just trying to create that almost like old school moto triple x5 bring a little bit more fun to the pits like two years ago i had a real punk rock band play i had scott russo from unwritten law play under my rig we barbecue for all the fans i'm on top we're throwing product away all day just kind of liven it up a little bit have a little bit more fun and help out the riders i have with hotel money you know figure out uh pay for their their riding entry fees because not a lot of people know these guys these poor guys they make them pay to race
3: right you know
4: and just help them out as best as i can we don't really have the support or i just really it just takes a lot of work to do all the get the bikes and everything but i help i can get you know suspension all the bike parts but really it's just to have these guys just almost hospitality and just try and help them out as best as I can. Because really, it's just me raising the money, trying to use all my resources. I got a lot of good friends that helped me. My buddy, John and Jason, they help me every round set up. But I'm just trying to help these guys as best as I can. And, you know, just kind of have fun with it, man. I, I just remember being a kid, being around the Moto Triple X guys. That was fun, and I'll never forget that. You know, I feel things have gotten a little soft in the pit. So,
2: yeah. just trying to have some fun. I think it's fantastic having teams like yours, man, that are just full passion, right? It's not about making a profit. It's not about any no. of that. It's about, dude, I, I love this. Like, Nagy, man, I that dude, Alex, is a, a rad kid. Uh, You know, rides out in the hills. Does, you know, really a, a soul rider, as Chris Kiefer would say. Uh, enjoys that shit, but you know is a great racer, and to have and it does take a lot of money. I know he slept in his van many nights. So to have somebody like you, that's really like you're not trying to earn a profit. If I mean you, I'm sure you would love to, but that's not why you're doing it, man. And that's 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 yeah. rock and roll, right? That's punk rock. I
4: I can, but um, no, I just do it like I said, yeah. just to help these guys out as much as I can. And it's like such a cool deal for me because, like I said, I've always been such a fan. So to be like able to kind of be a part of it and try and help these guys and just uh yeah make a little bit of a difference if i can just like i said use my resources and why not you know like it's something doable and if i can help out a couple guys so you know they can get through the season a little bit better and give give a little bit more spotlight on them because these privateers i mean if it wasn't for them there really wouldn't be racing and nobody sheds enough light on them you know so and with naggy um i've always been a two-stroke i've been riding for twenty five years. I've been on a two-stroke the whole time. So I've always been bugging him. <laughs> yeah. To know, let's do something. And Stank Dog, I helped him. I did a team for uh the Paula race, and Stank Dog was my rider, but I think it's so rad what he's doing, man. And uh I just got naggy This happened a couple hours ago. I've been on the phone all day. I just got him a brand new two stroke. Cause I guess in the rule book, you gotta ride a 2022 two stroke and i uh, oh. got him a Yamaha. And yeah, we're working on that to get him in uh to race that thing. Just uh bring it back a little bit, man, because dude, really, he knows he's not going to get a good finish in the main event, even if he makes a main event, he's riding out there mainly for passion, you know? So I'm like, dude, if we can get some more eyes on you and like, let's bring back the black, blacked out two stroke, let's just do it. <laughs> so that's what we're working on. And, uh, just kind of switch it up a little bit. Love it. Yeah.
3: I know yeah. we've, we've talked about this before in the show. How how much do you think the night program could benefit from a two-stroke race? Like I, I just don't understand why we they do it in the nationals sometimes. Like I think like a little ten-minute. I don't if, know.
2: I just fans fans I, love it, but that I'm that sound
3: it's sound in the it's, stadium.
4: It's sad that the fans, the new fans, don't get. uh, see that because I remember when I was a kid just going in and how smoky it was and that smell. And there's just nothing like it. And that's like it brings out a lot more talent because you actually have to ride that thing. Just to get over some of the jumps, I have a lot of respect for a Stank Dog for keeping it alive. And like I said, I'm uh I'll never ride four strokes. It's just I love my two stroke and uh it'd be really cool to see that come out. Yeah. It'd be rad.
2: I'll I'll be uh Colin, I'll be getting a two stroke someday soon. I uh I don't know. You probably don't know the backstory, but uh, Kiefer and Mathis. They- oh, I know the whole story. Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: I'm, I'm such a big fan of pulp. I oh, listen nice. Every Monday, you're oh. doing and all the time, of course. Oh, so you,
2: yeah. You hear me getting my balls busted constantly then. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'll be getting a two stroke whenever Chris gets the, the bike. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I haven't been on a two stroke. Jeez, I can't uh well 06, man. 06. I bought a 06 Honda yeah, 450. So this is
4: fun, man. There's yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong, every time I get on a new 450, it makes riding so much more fun. Everything is so much easier. But there's just something yeah. for me, not like a two-stroke. Right. So I don't know.
2: So I know Whatever. I know Jordan uh, Burns is gonna join us here in a few minutes. And I want to, man, be honest. Like, I don't know. I got hurt pretty bad in like 95. I was about 19, 20 years 20 years old kind of stepped away from the sport like i quit watching and i missed a lot of the punk rock era man like i missed all those bands i didn't really get back into it until like oh six oh seven, and like i i because of cole seeley honestly on mathis doing the sound check and talking about pennywise i was like i gotta check these guys out and then i fell in love with pennywise and then i discovered strung out so like i'm very very late to the punk rock game And yeah, I pretty much all fucking in now. Like I have been buying Pennywise and strung out and bad religion on vinyl. And that's almost all I listen to now. And everybody's like, dude, that's like, wait, that's old, man. I'm like, well, it's new to me. So I I like, I I hate that I missed all that. Even the motor triple X stuff. Like it's the best. Byron the drummer
4: for Pennywise he's a partner in my team yeah I mean for the underwear company he's a partner in it so he's like at every round and I'm good friends with him yeah Pennywise no effects strung out yeah it's the best music ever yeah. yeah Jordan's a legend man I mean we've traveled with that guy all over the all over the world I mean, we did a metal militia tour and we linked up with him when strung out was actually doing a tour. Yeah. The same places we were at. So I dude, he's a rad guy, big time into moto and uh, let's get him on the phone. Yeah, let's do around. it,
2: man. Let's get him on. Um, yeah. I'd be excited to talk to him. You, you own Skivvy, right? You're part owner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So people, you guys got to check that out. Team Skivvy, SKVI, com. Dude, you got to get some. Some of the best boxers on the planet, man. Dude, I've got, I'm they are good. Some. I got to get you out yeah. some. Yeah, yeah dude. i stoked. Some later. I mean, I, I might be free balling until I get some. Yeah, like, when
3: when I ride, <laughs> I've I've gotten to where I can't hardly even ride without the com- the compression oh, underwear, yeah, like the dude. breathable underwear. Yep. I can't do it yep. without it.
4: There's nothing like a good pair of underwear and a good <laughs> pair of socks. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Like it. You're right, dude. Really.
2: Yeah, just waiting on Jordan to join us, guys. Hang tight. We'll talk a little punk rock and moto.
4: We gotta, I, I want to bring up that story that I brought up, how we met up in Australia. I, I don't know where that came from, but okay. some of these stories of Jordan. But, yeah, that it's a funny story. I'll let him take take yeah. off with that one.
2: Sounds good, guys. Just hang tight. We're getting Jordan Burns on along with Colin Morrison. I want to thank Fly Racing. Also, Fly Racing has been developing an innov- innovating skier line since 1998. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders like Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Sh- <laughs> Jalik Swole, Damon Bradshaw, Justin Brayton and Carson Mumford, check out your local dealership and ask for fly racing, as well as the endless list of products offered by WPS. We got Jordan?: uh, yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, Jordan? Man, former drummer of Strung Out, team owner of Moto Triple X, still living the, the Moto Xple dude. I love my T-shirts, man. you guys still pushing that shit. It's, it's, rock. it's punk rock dude. I, I don't know if you heard what I was just saying. like I'm late to the party, but I'm at the party now.
5: Well, the part the party is booming, evidently, right?
2: Seems to be, man. Yeah, it seems to be. I've got a lot of buddies that are never left the party, but I'm glad to be there, man. I I just <laughs> I, I hate that I missed all those those good times, man. But uh, you know, we can still relive them. We you got some stories, Colin? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So what? What's the story so, you want to tell us, Colin?
4: Jordan, I was uh, we were trying to intro you, kind of bring you up. Yeah. Talking about the story of, uh, what was it where we re- remember, we just ran into you on some street corner in Australia and I had no idea you were in Australia. You had no idea we were there. That was the craziest thing ever. How we just ran into each other halfway across the world.
5: Yeah, that and then, was, in, uh, that was in Perth, wasn't it? I believe so. Somewhere. I don't uh, know. It might've been in Perth. It could have been in Brisbane, but one of the two, I was just kind of walking around and, And uh, Uh, yeah, I saw all you guys doing a signing at a motorcycle shop or something, or you were walking on the street, something like that. I mean, it's a long ass time ago, but that was like so incredibly random. It was just badass. I just thought it was rad because
4: we did like every stop, we did our Metal Militia show. You guys were playing right up the road. so almost every other night we were watching you guys play partying with you guys. It just, it ended up being really cool that we hooked up with you guys.
5: Yeah, that's a... That is a great random story. I like it. <laughs> yeah,
4: very, uh, very entertaining.
5: Jordan,
2: what's your best um, memory of
5: Colin? Um, well, let's see. I mean, if I can take it all the way back, um, I'd take it back to filming for Motor Triple X 3 and that's where we met Colin. We were filming out at Mike Stinkmeyer's house, and uh, it was a pretty star-filled day. As I recall, Travis Pastrana was out there, Sink, um, Seth, um, and uh, yeah, Colin comes out with his dad, and I think at the time, you were like at best, like a novice racer, I think. Yeah,
0: um, he must, he must have been early. like 14, 15,
5: and we're like, whoa, who's this kid? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the uh, first time that we met Colin and filmed him, and you know he made a. Let me tell you a story, Jordan.
4: I totally remember that. I got I was riding a 125 before that, and I did my first jump show. My dad said, "We need to get you a 250 because everybody else had one." And I never rode a 250 in my life. We bought that bike a day before going to that shoot, and I remember pulling up and seeing Seth Enzlo and Pastrana. And it was the most nerve wracking time of my life. But dude, I still went for those jumps at Mike Sigmar's out back in the day were huge. And I went for everything, not the smoothest. I think I almost died 10 <laughs> times, but I went for it. <laughs> and
5: that was, uh, uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, it, he was like Fonzian off every jump and we're like, Oh shit, he's going to kill himself. You know, like, yeah. Oh but God. I think Colin definitely felt the pressure, but that's like, Oh my God, that's so long ago, and that's pretty much the first time we met Colin, and uh, look, here we are today, still buddies. That's cool, Still man. buddies, I, I,
2: uh, Yeah, I, I think, like, Jordan, I, I don't know if you heard, I'm going to do a long form with Colin at some point, and yeah, we maybe get you to jump on at the same time, and you could chime in, in some of your stories, but, um, it's cool, though, I mean, both of you guys, Right? I mean, uh, Jordan, you, you, you live the rock and roll lifestyle too. And I'm sure coming out of it, the other end, you know, I don't know what your background is exactly, but it's not an easy lifestyle to, to stay healthy and to come out healthy. Uh, but you did it, man. And that's really impressive. And, And Colin coming back from what he's dealt with. I mean, it's just, it's,
5: it's,
2: it's not always the case.
5: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, truthfully, back in the day, I used to think Colin was never pulling out of it uh you know, so it's so it's it's pretty awesome how he's turned himself around, you know, he's got some ups and downs, whatever, and that's just life we all do, but uh yeah, you know for me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been on the, uh, the talk and sobriety show with Colin Morrison. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so you can, you can look that up on YouTube with my little stupid stories or whatever, but, but yeah, fortunately I never became, uh, a drug addict. Did I party? Absolutely. Uh, but I don't ever think I was addicted to that. You know, I'm more, I don't know. I'm, I'm more like addicted to nothing. It's terrible. So, uh, like, yeah, you know, doing the whole band thing was tons of good times traveling the world, of course, but I don't know, I'm just like really pumped on moto and, uh, and I'm more pumped on like, you know, this little team that we have going on, that Colin's got going on, that I'm sure she to be a little part of, and there's, there's just so many cool sponsors involved that, uh, that Colin's got on board, whether it's, you know, the barbecue guys, or the taco guys, or all the all the different moto heads, or whatever. And uh, I just think it's badass what's going on with this uh, with this little team. And I think it's into the the fourth year. I think. I think it's the fifth year. The first year, year. With, uh. But
4: so like I said, uh, we're just trying to bring back a little bit more fun. And like I already told you guys, Moto Triple X. When I was a kid, bringing that punk rock lifestyle to the pitch it was just rad so you know i'm trying to have a, a live band play for probably anaheim two or three i hope none of the people from Feld are listening because i never really get the okay to do it but they always seem to like give me the green light once they're they're playing but yeah, yeah. i
5: don't know everybody loves it and uh you know yeah. but the policy the, the, the policy is don't ask no apologize later
2: yeah yeah ask exactly for yes it's been going good don't ask for permission ask yeah ask or apologize yeah, yeah. Uh, i love it man And you know sean brennan he's he's a big punk rock hard rock guy so you know he'll probably be out there with the horns up anyway so
5: right so you know the team thing's fun and it's just it's fun for me to have uh you know, some, a little bit of involvement with Colin, and, you know, have some presence with Moto Triple X and all the other cool sponsors and, you know, being involved with, with uh, Nagy and and Chance Blackburn. And, you know, we, we had we had Stank Dog ride for us one year and Stank was all suited up in Moto Triple X gear and, you know, repping Skivvy and all the other sponsors. And I don't know, it's just been... A lot of fun and especially, you know, with how long we had a team for and and uh you know to be back in the mix at any capacity is, is pretty cool. So you know, let me just give a public thank you to my friend Colin. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you, buddy.
2: I, I I dig it, man. I love having you guys out there. And like I said, Colin I think anybody that helps out the privateers in any way, you know, I mean Mathis does a lot of that. There's a lot of teams, Team Solitaire, a lot of teams that are helping privateers that otherwise, like you said, would be sleeping in their van or, you know, just have no help with parts. I have a-
4: I have a lot of respect for people like that really yeah. quick. And just like math is, geez, I don't think a lot of people out there when they're sitting in the stands and they see these guys, I think people think they're getting paid a lot more sure. and that it's a lot easier for them. But like I said, for these guys to pay for their riding entries and what they get paid to make a main event and come in like to be the top 10, it's just, it's a joke, you know? So like I said, if I can help out in any way, a couple riders a year, it makes me smile because these guys, I just, I look up to all of them. So, uh, they deserve it, man. What they do. So
5: it's cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I plus, like, yeah, Call, call, That's getting me there. Cause I'm the dummy that gets on the mic and just starts <laughs> talking a bunch of shit and pumping the riders yeah. up and yeah. talking about the sponsors. And we're doing stupid stuff, like making kids do like push up contests <laughs> in front of our rig. And you know, whatever, whatever, like just, trying to be creative with, you know, stuff that's outside the box.
2: Fan involvement, yeah.
5: yeah. Are are
2: you guys, Colin, are you guys going to make Glendale?
4: We're doing Glendale, Anaheim. Uh, We're going down for San Diego this weekend. I'm picking up that YZ next week and just got to get the suspension done for Nagy, and uh, that thing should be ready to go for Anaheim. For hopefully both Anaheim and Arizona, yeah. if not Arizona and Anaheim, and I'm just hoping he can get a nighttime and uh, just get out there all black gear, all black bike. It well, make me happy.
2: Speaking so. of the black, the black plastic, uh, Scotty has fully chimed in. Are we giving yeah, him a set away? He said he's he hasn't said anything about
3: it exactly, but he is in.
2: Okay, so we're going to be giving away a set of black cherbies plastic in honor of Colin and Team Scubby, Team Skivvy. Uh, yeah. on, on our YouTube channel and I probably, I don't know. We'll let fully decide that on YouTube, Scotty. Just keep us posted. Okay. Um, Colin and Jordan, we got to kind of cut this thing off here in a minute because I got to get stank on. Cool. I definitely, we're doing a long form one Colin. soon. We'll get, we'll figure out a schedule and we'll spend an hour or two talking and, and we'll get the whole rundown of everything you've been through. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to that
4: yeah i know it means a lot thank you very much and uh yeah thank you to a too they've been a long time sponsor and they uh help out all my guys they've been helping me for a long time so thank you to them and uh
2: yeah thank you guys i'll talk to you guys soon absolutely team skivvy com, and motor triple x.com go buy some merch and come out and we'll see you guys we'll be at glendale so we'll see you there guys but i uh, yeah, appreciate those guys that's cool man yeah. i'm uh, I, that's that's going I can't wait to do that long form. Yeah. With Colin and I think what I'm gonna do is probably use some of that for an article for Racer X also. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, like a privateer profile stuff. Or, you know, I got to talk to Weeds and see what I can or what I can't do. Maybe. Yeah, but yeah, that's cool. I, I
3: love guys like that. They bring yeah. a different perspective to the sport, and they like. I think it kind of goes unrecognized how much of a backbone teams like that are, and how they like those guys keep the pits worth attending to. The factory teams aren't aren't what aren't what brings well, people to the pits. It's the
2: they, I, I disagree. I think the average fan they want to see Eli Tomac. They want to see Kenny. But yeah. the reality is, they're really not going to get to see but, those guys. But the, yeah, but much the, they come in for those. But
3: but the guys like that that are doing the.
2: The interaction. Sk-
3: yeah, the guys that are doing the skateboard tricks or have the freestyle yeah. show or have the, the band. Those are the guys yeah. that are really end up getting the attention. People go in there, the, the new fan goes in, they're not thinking that that's what they're going to experience. Yeah. And they do. And I think those guys are kind of a more pivotal part of the program than I think they kind of get credit for. Like, if, I, if you it's take, good to see. If
2: you take the, just the person that sees the billboard driving now they don't really know much about Supercross, or even a person that's just a... Very low level fan. They go maybe every year, but they don't follow it a ton. They're gonna to go to the the Supercross and they're gonna go in the pits and they, they want to see Eli Tomac. They want to see Ken Roxon. Chances are they're not right. You got to stand in line for autographs when they do that. You got to get tickets usually. I don't even think they're doing that now. But if you go back to Team Skivvy, Team Solitaire, AEO, SGB, those riders will come out and sign stuff and talk to you and. You know, maybe give you the plastic off their bikes, and these kids have stories, right? And these young kids that don't—I see these five, six-year-olds—and all they care about is walking around. And if a dude is in gear, he's—he's a hero, right? It doesn't matter who it is; they want autographs, and you can get that from these guys. And then if you got bands playing, and they're throwing out shirts, and it's fun, yeah. These people, these fans, are going to remember that. Now the die-hard fans, the guys like you know us and our, our our buddies, like we love them all. Yeah. But I think, yeah, those teams are so freaking important to our sport. Now, yeah. are they bringing all the dollars in and, and making the sport flourish dollar wise? Probably not. But I mean, are any of the teams are really, it's, it's a, it's a business. You a business. I mean, the teams are, you know, promoting their products, the yeah. factory teams, these teams aren't getting what they deserve. The skivvies, the, the team solitaires, but they're making our sport. I mean, it's more fun. It, and it's yeah, and, and needs yeah. it needs that pulse. it needs it. And, and I've said this before. Like, I didn't necessarily pay attention to those guys seven years ago. Let's say until I started listening to, to Mathis, and I always give him credit, and start hearing the Privateer Island type stuff, and learning about Seven Deuce, Deuce and A Ray, and I start going, "Oh, I like these guys. Yeah, these guys got cool stories that I would have almost never heard before." So
3: i think you're right i I feel the same way
2: yeah i think those teams are super important and man they they definitely have a place and that was just fun i can't i can't wait to spend more time with colin soon and i appreciate jordan burns jumping on i want to thank cherubies usa and fly racing let's take another quick commercial break we'll be back with stink dog
5: if you want power then you need williams moto works
2: wait what what was that it's the Supercross guy, voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So, it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete
0: power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at WilliamsMotoWorks, that's Williams underscore Moto, W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at WilliamsMotoWorks, that's
2: WilliamsMoto, and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X-Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the Beast from the East Damon Bradshaw trust Fly Racing there simply is no better
0: what's up guys this is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercount I'm here to tell you about Turbis USA for decades Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits frame guards chain sliders hand guards in 2020 they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull factory KTM Factory Tile Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to Achiribusa.com or call 1 800 659 1440, and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo
3: Senya.
2: Right, our next guest is on the line, and tonight he is the Race Tech Privateer uh, highlight of the week. We're gonna check in with the one and only Stank Dog. What is up, dude? What's up, Stank? What's up, guys. What's going on? Not a lot, man. I want to thank Race Tech for uh, s- sponsoring this segment. And, dude, man, look, there's a lot of drama this week. But I want to start with the fact that you got into the main event on a 125. What's up, Scotty? I just wanted to give oh a clap. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, man. hell yeah dude it is badass man there are so many two-stroke fans out there and people that just live and die by two strokes and it's not easy man it's you know look it's it's easier to ride a four-stroke i think i know that because i have zero talent um it's a lot of work to get a two stroke into the main event man
1: dude it it is a lot of work um but again you know just the fan-driven you know, the cheering me on and everything, it makes it that much easier and that much fun for me to ride.
2: Yeah. I've heard you say that one of the reasons you do the two stroke is because of the fans and it's sort of, it's what you're known as. Do you, have you thought about like, all right, I'm just going to go back to a four stroke. Cause it'd be easier or you just, you're all in on the two strokes. Oh
1: man. There's times where I'm like, <laughs> dude, man, I, I just want to ride the four stroke yeah. just to make it easier on myself, you know? But then like, it's like, shoot, man, I ride, uh I ride the one twenty five just as fast as I ride the two fifty F, you know, normally like may maybe a little bit faster on Supercross, but on the four stroke, but outdoor motocross, I'm probably right around. I'm here. All right, Sorry. let's get Sorry back. No, it's all good. It's all good. So did you, you said you ride it,
2: it better or about the same as the four stroke?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I believe that I ride the bike about exactly the same. Okay. Um it's especially outdoor, you know, I don't I don't take many risks anymore. And uh, so I just you know I feel like I'm the same speed on the bike.
2: How do you feel? You know, when you look back at your career, uh, you know the 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 fan base. Do you feel you know pretty successful as far as what you wanted to accomplish throughout your career, or, or did you want more? Did you expect more? or, You know, where do you feel your career is?
1: Um, there's times where um you know I've wanted more. Um, I feel I feel pretty content with my career. Um, you know, there's times that I wish that Amza arena cross would have stuck around and I mm-hmm. could have, could have done a few more years of that. And, you know, kind of, kind of, that was, that's where I kind of shined. I feel like, um, you know, I finished, uh, I think the best I finished was third overall in championship and points. And, you know, um, Jacob Hayes and Kyle Regal and Gavin faith, they're all, they're all past champions and they're really tough to beat, but there was times that I did beat them, Um, you know, and I just feel like I was getting into my prime when it, when it stopped. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish that I could do it, do one more, one more series of Amzo arena cross.
2: How do you feel like there's a couple arena cross series right now that are trying to bring that back The kicker series and the Hoosier series, uh, both doing pretty well. I know you did, I think the kicker series a couple years ago. Do you feel like that will ever,
1: they either one of those will ever get to that level? Man. Um, I think I, I, I want to say yes. And I, and I don't want to say no, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, they, they both, um, you know, Todd from kicker and then, um, you know, the other guy from the Hoosiers series, um, they're both great guys and, uh, they both put in a lot of work. Um, but I think what it would take is, you know, um, running the pro nights, you know, having only pros sure. and then, you know, having a Sunday amateur event, but then also, you know, raising the purse quite a bit, you know, it's kind of, kind of far, far away from what Amzo Arena Cross was. And then on top of it, there was no uh, contingency for manufacturing. So that, that made it pretty tough. Um, and that's, that's kind of like the big difference, you know, in Amsoll Arena Cross, you could, if you won the event, you know, just from just from contingency and and the AMA. You were you were making probably seven thousand five hundred bucks.
2: Oh, nice! Yeah, wow, that's a good night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Scotty. Uh,
3: so, kind of, you know, kind of a little bit of what we talked about at the beginning of the interview is, you know, the, you said you're just about the same speed on the one twenty five and stuff, and. I, I just think that it's it was a smart move because like you said like you know you had a, a highlight spot on the in that heat race where like they followed you for a good like two three minutes of broadcast so you're on there if if you're on 250F in that same spot there that, that highlight is not that long so like I think it's a smart move and I just I just kind of liked seeing what you what you've done with the program I guess not really much of a question here I just think it was a smart move because like I said you're getting that exposure more doing it on the 125.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. I feel if I was on a 250 F, uh, you know, they maybe would have showed me for five seconds, you know, versus, versus two apps.
2: So how many new followers did you get uh, on social after, after making it into the main and of course the, uh, the IG story?
1: Um, I, I dude, I want to say, I want to say around 12,000 followers after that night. Wow.
2: (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. It's, you know, look, I mean,
1: there was some drama.
2: We're gonna get into that in a minute. There's some, you know, a riff. But fans, people do love. There's a lot of people that love that kind of stuff. They they like the drama. They like the, the aggression or whatever. And of course, they like two strokes. And I mean, for you as a person, as a you know, a racer, a professional racer, you want to if you want to call it a character, or whatever. It's it's not a bad move. It's not a bad thing. Like it wasn't bad. You got you a lot more followers. You know, there maybe sponsors perk up a little bit by that like it wasn't was the worst move ever.
1: Yeah, you know, um I mean there's some things that I might have should have not said um but you know it is what it is and um you know there's there's a bunch of people that are hitting me up yeah. um for for example uh you know Mike Grondel, um uh, the owner of Alias and Alias CBD and uh he used to run, obviously Geico Honda, and uh, you know he hit me up, and he was very pleased at what I said, and you know he said he's sending me a little care package and just you know some some good things and some bad things came yeah. along with it, but it it is what it is, you know.
2: Well, let's let's go ahead and kind of start touching base on that. And as I told you, we talked a little bit yesterday. You know that you know I mean I'm friends with Steve and Kiefer and JT. I like you. I we have no issue, obviously. Um, and you know, I look back like obviously I'm a huge pulp listener. I listen to a lot of what was said. And I, my first question is: Had you heard all those things firsthand, or were you? You know, a lot of times people, oh, I heard Steve said this about you. You know, was it firsthand or was it secondhand?
1: Uh no, it was it was firsthand. Okay. Um, you know, one of my buddies, uh, he was with me and. Um, he just, someone had recorded it and sent it to us. And so I sat there and I listened to it and, you know, and I didn't, I didn't do anything of it when, when I listened to it, but it's just like, man, it's, I I've had enough of it, man. Just like that's, you know, he talks, he talks more shit on more riders, not just me, you know, he's called me lobster claws for, for so long. And then, you know, just like, and JT for example when we were on when I was in studio one time we were talking about 7deuce uh, deuce's career versus versus my career and Jason Thomas said that 7deuce deuce did it in the right way and I did it in the wrong way and I took that to heart because 7deuce deuce got famous from rapping you know, not riding his dirt bike. I got famous for riding a two stroke, you know, riding our dirt bike, what our job entitlement is, you know, is dirt bike riding. And for Jason Thomas to say, Oh, I didn't do it the right way. And seven deuce deuce did, you know, it kind of felt like he was just taking a jab at me because he doesn't like me, you know, not the fact that, you know, I'm a good rider or anything like that. So I've been, I've been holding beef with Jason Thomas for a while. And then, you know just um with Kiefer you know just there's there was no reason for him to even even talk bad about me not doing the triple um before the finish line you know it was free practice um just just kind of they all rubbed me the wrong way and then Steve just Steve being Steve you know and him him sneak dissing he likes to sneak diss and then you know I know it's his job but like You know, we're not over here talking about him and, you know, us riders, you know, we're not out here, you know, we're not bagging on Chris Kiefer when he, you know, tried to qualify at Hangtown and was 76 or whatever he was, maybe the second slowest guy on the track, you know, we're we're not out here bagging on him, you know, for doing that stuff. We're out here supporting guys like him, you know, for trying and then for him just to for me to, you know, see him do that and hate on another rider being a rider, just 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 really upset me, so you know. And I'm I'm the type of guy that I'm gonna say what what's on my mind at the time. And you know, as soon as I made that main event, I picked up the phone and I went straight to social media and and, you know let let those guys have it. And you know, maybe maybe it was wrong of me um, for some of the things I said, but you know, it it made me feel better. Well,
2: I don't think anybody. She has the right to tell you you're not allowed to feel how you feel by any means. Right. You, that's how it made you feel. Um, I, I am going to play maybe devil's advocate a little bit like knowing Chris the way I do. I've never really the JT thing. I didn't hear that audio, so I don't really want to comment it on it. Um, like Chris, I know Chris well, man. And I I think he has a lot of respect for you personally. Um, I, I, you know, and, and Steve, like, yes, yeah, Steve does rub people the wrong way. I mean, if you if you were to be a, a listener of Pulp, like all he does is bust my balls constantly on the air, off the air, he's cool as shit. Like like it's sort of the gimmick. But if it offended you, I mean, you have a right to be offended by that. I mean, I'm certainly not going to tell you you don't. Um, yeah. You know, the lobster claw thing, like I remember that. That was about the time I first started listening to Pulp. And like I, I'm not you. I'm not in that position. I took it as – he was basically saying, "Well, okay, you know, Stank is riding a two-stroke. It's sort of a gimmick, a sideshow, like you would see at a circus." I don't know that I felt he meant it negatively, but I I understand that you felt like it was disrespectful. I definitely understand that. Um, what do you have? You know, what do you feel about the fact that Steve has helped you a bit? Uh, I know the the straight rhythm thing. He's helped you with some money and sponsors. I I was sent some audio today where he was saying nice things about you. So I don't feel like Steve does not like you. Like, I don't, I don't think you can say he doesn't like you.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that Steve dislikes me. I just think that, you know, he, he takes his job a little too far and he thinks that he can say things and then that we're just going to be able to squash it. Like, for example, he called me and was like, you know, like, he's like, stink, I thought you were better than this, you know, and, and I'm like, dude, you called me lobster cause for, like, five years, and he's like, well, haven't you forgot about that? Like, like he, he expects you to just, like, almost forgive and forget instantly, and it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we should, but it just, you know, it's like, you know, Jason Anderson has the guy blocked on social media just because he stabs at him and, and rubs people the wrong way, and, you know, I can name... From past motocross champions as ryanville poto um you know goggle guys in the in the in the industry um I, I, to be honest seventy five percent of the industry messaged me and said thank you for saying what you've said and everything so you know I feel like there's been a lot of people that wanted to say what I said to all three of those guys, you know, like nothing nothing no hard feelings to those guys, but it's just like they they have rubbed quite a few people the wrong way and I just felt like I had it was the perfect time for me to say yeah. what I needed to say and it just, you know, honestly it's worked out for the best for me.
2: And, and I agree, like it, it definitely has worked in your favor as far, you know, what you said, I mean, because there are fans that, you know, Support the, the reaction in the two stroke, and maybe and some of those fans may not know both sides of the story. It's hard to say. Um, I, I you know, if you if our sport was, let's say, a major sport in NFL, NASCAR, baseball, whatever, you know, a, a person in Steve's position, maybe they don't make the jokes as much, but they do criticize, like that is his job. I'm not as good as at that, I don't really do a very good job of criticizing because. My foot's barely in the door, and I could get it shut pretty quick. But I think Steve feels like he is legit media in a high-level sport. And if he, you know, makes comments that, like with Jason Anderson, where some of the stuff that I think Jason's upset with was Steve said, hey, I think some of the moves he made at times were unnecessary or dirty. I mean, to me, that's like more of a professional – side of, you know, critiquing the, the being media. I think he's doing his job at that point. Now,
1: yes, yes, absolutely.
2: Saying the lobster claw thing, he's joking, in my opinion. He's joking. His Pulp MX show is sort of Howard Sternish. Uh, You know, he, he is a fan of Stern. Pookie's a fan of Stern. He jokes. He laughs because he's trying to have fun with it. And, you know, not everybody takes those things as jokes. You know, I mean, like <laughs> if I was – I I mean, I could be offended, I guess. People are offended for me sometimes, but I know Steve, and I trust Steve personally. Um, So I do see both sides. But I I truly, Stank, I don't believe he meant to offend you. Um, Last week when they made the comment, the comment was something along the lines of, I think Stank can make a main when when the field thins out. So basically, if some guys get hurt, it'll be a lot easier. And I don't know that that's a completely unfair statement. I mean, it is not easy to make a main on a a two-stroke. We talked about that, right? I mean, you're you're a guy that's a borderline main event guy. A lot of times you have a ton of talent. Anybody that makes a night show, fucking amazing rider. Absolutely amazing. Smoke anybody at a local track. But making it on a two-stroke is very difficult. And I felt like that was the point he was trying to make, which I don't think was wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Um, you know, just, uh, like I said, there's some things that I did take the wrong way. Sure. Um, you know, absolutely. Um, I apologize to Steve for some of the things that I said. Um, but at the same time, you know, like when he, when he called me, he's just, he, you know, he was sneak this in the whole time, you know, like he's saying the whole, the only reason why I qualified is because there was a first turn pile up. Um, you know, not the fact that I rode the bike good, or that you know that I was battling with Max Sanford or Stanford, whoever whoever he is, one sixty two yeah. on the Sanford. Honda. Yeah. You know that that I was battling with him the entire race. Um, you know, just just little stuff like that, saying saying that I shouldn't I shouldn't belong out there and stuff like that. Just you know, the whole time on our conversation, he's just sneaked this and you know, and it's like you know, telling me that. We're not, um, that I'm not important that he doesn't even need to be talking to me on his show and that I'm not that relevant, um, that he doesn't need to even talk about me on his show. Um, but then at the same time, he's telling me, Hey, Stank, I'm getting death threats from some of your fans. Um, and he didn't realize that I have such a cult following and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, the guys try, he tries to be nice and, you know, uh, but at the same time, he'll insult you. Like I told him, you know, like he's like Stank all this stuff I did for you, all this, you know, I got you into straight rhythm, you know? And I said, yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate that, Steve. And, you know, he he talks about all this money that he gave me. He actually only gave me $500 and then Jim Holly gave me a thousand dollars. Um, so it's basically, I owe a lot to Jim Holly as well, but yeah, he did get me into straight rhythm, but at the same time, did, did he win straight rhythm for me? You know, like, I, 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 I thanked him for, for getting me into that, but like, you know, a couple things helping me here and there not to sound like a dick, but I don't owe the guy a fucking lifetime of gratitude. You know, like, yeah, I said my thanks and, you know, it's it's move on from there. Like, yeah, I'm appreciative of it. But like, you know, people are still like bringing it up like, oh, he'd helped you do this. he yeah. helped you do that. That was yeah, that was fucking six years ago, guys. Like I said, thank you. I made the post for him. I put him on my graphics at the time, you know, like I did what I was supposed to do for him, you know, and then just just all this all the sneak this and everything it finally added up,
2: yeah as you know, there's always two sides of every story right so his he he feels you know I'm sure he sees it his way right you see it your way I mean that's just the way things are um he sees the help and we don't, we don't need to keep rehashing it um and, and he probably feels like he did you know he didn't mean it. For you to take it the way you did, like he, you know, yeah, he he pokes fun at people, and you know, you mentioned Ryan Villapoto, um, you know, and from what I gather, he and RV are pretty tight. Like RV comes on all the time. I, I don't know for sure, um, but he makes fun of everybody, really. I mean, that's just, yeah, you know. And again, I don't think he, I generally don't think he means it hurtful. Um, but you're again, you're entitled to take it however you want. I I do feel is- like and you said you apologize, like you know calling a fat on the the post, you apologize for that. And I think in the heat of the moment, we all say things we don't necessarily, we wish we hadn't said. So yeah, I mean, and what about, yeah, he invited you on last night. Was it just something you just felt like you needed to get, not deal with, or, you know, why
1: did you decide to decline? Um, well, just, just, um, more or less that he, you know, he told me, no, be such a snowflake. And then, you know at the same time right after he posted that of not being a snowflake he's messaging me you know in my dm saying really guy really like like that i hurt his feelings or something like that you know and yeah. it's like you know i wasn't trying to hurt his feelings and i know he wasn't trying to hurt my feelings um you know just i i respectfully asked him that if he would just never talk to me or talk about me on his show again and that i would you know i would try to never talk bad about him you know it's I, I basically had taken it as you know i i lost someone that would have that would you know sometimes talk about me in in good ways you know um mostly good ways he would talk about me and so i did lose you know some some publicity in that way but at the same time you know it's just like it's i'm i'm so it's my last year racing in my professional career traveling and everything like that. And it's like, man, it's a lot of people been wanting to say what I said just because of, of, of who he is, you know? And you know, there's, there's things I shouldn't have said, but again, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you are saying that, Hey, some of the things maybe went too far and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how Steve feels about it. I haven't really talked to him about it. I'm just basing my opinions off what I know of Steve and, and Kiefer, uh, you know, and, and JT too, you know, and I, I, hate that. It sucks that you guys have had this issue and that you've made, been made to feel this way. Um, you know, and I will say, I, I felt like the, <laughs> in the heat of the moment, the video was a little aggressive. Like it's definitely, I, again, I'm just not confrontational. So
1: yeah, I, yeah absolutely. I,
2: yeah. I, I, uh, but I, I also get when you get to a point and you cross that line, you're, you're, uh, emotionally, you were you were you were on a high you know you were pretty uh, yeah i
1: had a lot of emotions yeah so,
2: so i get i dude i've said a lot of things i regret so i can't totally fault you for it but um i do appreciate you coming on here and talking about it you know and the fact that you know i'm kind of in the middle a little bit like i don't have i'm, yeah. not, I'm trying
1: not to pick a side Sorry for putting you in the middle No, dude, you
2: didn't man you didn't you know and i think it's i think a lot of people want to hear this uh i know you did cooksies, i haven't had a chance to listen to that yet but um I appreciate you coming on here, you know, and I, I, reached yeah, I, out. I didn't
1: go into so, so in depth with cooksy.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I reached out to you yesterday to, to cause I wanted you to make, make sure you knew that, you know, those guys are my friends and I do work for Steve and make sure and you, you were like, yeah, it's all good. Let's do it. So, um, you know, I would love to think that down the road, you guys could figure this shit out because that's just how I am. You know, I'm a, I, I want, I want Jason to come back on Pope and I want you to, <laughs> to make up at some point because I'm just, I'm a lover, man. I'm not a, I'm not a fighter, but. Um, I do, from my, my the bottom of my heart and how I feel about those guys, I don't believe they meant you disrespect. I really don't. And it's fair that you want to take it that way. That's how you feel. I just don't think they meant it that way. But I, I can understand why you feel that way. So Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I know they didn't mean yeah. ultimately harm behind yeah. what they're saying. But at the same time, you know, it's like, I felt like it, I felt like um, Kiefer was kinda making fun and you know, it's like, you know, not not one of us riders, you know, made fun of him trying to qualify oh. at Hangtown and, and being the slowest guy. You know, that's that's kinda like the point I'm I'm trying to make is that, you yeah. know, he, he's a rider, he's a racer. He he, he's a, I, I was a big fan of him as a racer and a rider you know and, and all the all the tips and tech tips you know that he does on social media you know I, I you know I looked up to Chris Keep yeah. a lot and you know, just seeing another rider bash on another rider you know kind of kind of was like oh shit wow like you know like fuck man no one even said anything about him being the slowest guy at Hangtown, you well, know not not one of us riders you know maybe maybe analysis guy said something <laughs> but none of us riders out there you know, dogged on him. Yeah,
2: well I will tell you that Kiefer made tons of fun of himself and obviously Steve wore him out. Um and, and some of the their, their close friends in the industry definitely came on and gave him like Will Hahn. Those guys gave him a lot of crap. But that you know, they're they're tight and that's that's fair. That's what friends do. Um
1: see I see it as I was I was proud of the guy for yeah. going out and trying. You know, like I, don't, I, I yeah, I know that people are our friends and can say things to friends but you know like I don't know Chris Kiefer that way so from my view I was I was pumped for the guy that he was out there trying you know and it's like um uh, I'll tell you a little funny story for example um I don't know if you've ever heard of it but in about like 2010 or 2011 there's a guy Damon Smith um they called him Mr 490 um his number was 490 and he was um very 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 slow but he was a he was a professional football player um he, he got drafted by the atlanta um hot, uh, falcons, falcons or whatever it yeah. is yeah and then um he just randomly stopped and wanted to race supercross and he went out and got his pro license and this dude was literally he would double the triples and then <laughs> roll the whoop section and you know people made a video of him of it. And I believe it was Brotocross or something like that. But you know, it's just like the guys from Northern California from where I was from, you know, and I'm out here, you know, we're cheering the guy on. And then there's just the media crew out there is just roasting this guy. And it's like, man, that's not what riders should be doing. Riders should not be tearing other riders down, you know, like not in any way, shape or form. And so it's, it's just that that right there is just like that's my Kiefer versus Mister Four Ninety story. Like there's there was people making fun of him, but no riders were out there disencouraging the yeah. guy. You know, like there was there was times that he's blocking people in their fast lap. You know, and no one's out there, you know, yelling at the guy after the practice. You know, they they just giving the guy kudos.
2: Well, yeah, that's I again. I I don't. I don't remember exactly what Chris said. i I heard what you told me a little while ago. Again, I I I just I'm just defending them as, as far as how I know them and I, I'm sorry that you were made to feel that way. Uh Scotty, you got we got a couple more things we gotta let Stank dog yeah, dog go. I,
3: I was just gonna say, um, at the end of the day you had a you had a major accomplishment. Yeah. And I, I think absolutely. and I think that, you know, we have this Instagram and stuff and, and that's a platform and, and I at the end of the day, I don't think that you did anything with your platform that wasn't necessarily out of you know out of the box or too or too much, so at the end of the day i th- I think that everybody kind of had their own stand and and i I think that there there shouldn't be anything wrong with 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 what you did honestly,
1: yeah, I completely agree
2: um last thing are you gonna are you gonna do any outdoors? you plan on uh doing that this year
1: yeah, so um I'm gonna finish the west coast on the one twenty five and then I might do a few east coast rounds on the 252 stroke in the 450 class. Okay. Um uh, and then do the full outdoor series on the 125 two stroke.
2: Oh, fantastic, man. That would be rad, dude. The fans will love that. Man, Outdoor, especially. They there's uh Red Bud and shit like that, they'll be screaming.
1: Dude, yeah. And and you know this Hasker H- Hasker Racing Motor it, uh, this this 22 Husky, man, it is uh, i'd say it's probably 25 percent better than the bike that i raced in 2016 when i did the 125 series and you know this this bike outdoor uh jim uh, has it pushing 42 horsepower for being a 125 you know that's it's Damn. thats all, yeah almost unbelievable um so i can't wait to ride this bike outdoors man like it's it's i feel like i'm gonna score more points um this this coming outdoor series than i ever have in my career in outdoor motocross
2: Dude, I look forward to seeing it. Um I'm sorry running out of time, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh and it's always great seeing you and talking to you, man. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, thank you guys so much for having me, guys.
2: All right, Stank. Be safe and we'll uh, good luck this weekend.
1: Hey, we'll see you there.
2: All right. See ya. Later. All right. I want to thank Stank Dog uh for coming on. We gotta take a quick break and we'll be right back with Dominique Three.
0: What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Anticount. I'm here to tell you about Aturibus USA. For decades, Aturibus has been the leader in motorcycle plastic accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull factory KTM. Backstreet Kalisaki, TLD KCM, and Rocky Mountain KCM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to achirubiusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them
1: Motorized Pajo Hey, Dad. Great race.
2: Our next guest of the night is brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Fifth's goal has been to produce Works like products for the general public. With products like the industry standard Pro Launch Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, radiator braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to WorksConnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Tonight, Works Connection brings us from Club MX, Dominique Thury. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? Doing good, man. Glad to have you back on. Um, we've got a little bit of background noise, man. Are you on Bluetooth? Is that better now? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. So, man, this is uh, your second year in Supercross, and I feel like your first two rounds have been very impressive, dude. I mean, ninth at ninth, uh, Anaheim, e- even the 20th last week in Oakland. Like, last year I feel like was a lot bigger struggle than what I've seen from you this year.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has that first year, especially when when the guys come over from Europe. is It's definitely something, something completely new. Yeah, and uh, it's it's definitely important to get that first year out of the way. It was basically a year constantly in awe and just uh, <laughs> being. Yeah, I mean, being exactly there way way always dreamed of is uh, something yeah, really hard to process in reality.
2: Yeah. I can imagine that, you know, not only like just racing supercross in general, but being in a whole different country, being away from your family. Yeah. That's a lot. Like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people couldn't do that.
6: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, in hindsight, it was a lot. Um, At the moment, like in the season, it was like, okay, just deal with it, deal with it. But in hindsight, looking back, it, it was definitely a lot, but, um i also think that every european needs a year to get really kind of used to everything i mean everything is different uh the tracks the food and i mean <laughs> even the time and the like we don't even have miles or the te- even the temperature is different sure yeah yeah. So, yeah so i mean yeah of course if you look at kenny or um Dylan Ferrandez, yeah, they they were way better than I was, but they also came from being world champion, or I think Ferrandez was uh, second in the world championship. So their raw speed was different. But if you look at it, they also needed a year or two to get used to it. So, um, I mean, it's really hard to accept that you need a year because I thought, nah, I will be fine. (laughs) But I, I guess there is no way around it.
2: No, I, again, I think even people that come into Supercross from the amateur, you know, the American amateur ranks need a year. I mean, you know, like uh, coming up, you know, Ryder D or the, the kid, Nate Thrasher, those kids, they need a year. Yeah. Add on well, what yeah. you went through. Yeah, it's it's a huge, huge difference. So I'm impressed, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I really like your attitude and your personality, man. You're just a fun guy. You seem like you're always happy.
6: No, I'm, I'm trying to. Thank yeah.
2: you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, that that kind
3: of is perfect segue into what I was going to ask you is like now you've had that year that we just talked about under your belt. You know, now that you've gotten through all that stuff and got figured some things out and adapted, what how has your mindset and your psychology kind of changed? How do you how do you feel differently, and how does that kind of relate to what you're able to do on the track?
6: Um, well, especially since i had a really really good off season i i said it um to my team before like last year i was like yeah i want to be in the top 10 but i only said it to say it (laughs) this year yeah you mean it after after that off, off season i really believed in it and i really know that i belong there and that's like to know that it's such a big step forward i feel like and uh yeah i mean you kind of know what to ex kind of you know what what to expect and um of course i haven't been to all the stadiums here but at the end it's i don't want to say it's the same but you know what's coming and you know who you're racing with yeah like that whole routine is is finally there which wasn't the case last year
2: yeah, it's more comfortable. That makes tons of sense. Um, speaking of the team, Club MX, like I feel like every year that team is growing, right? I mean, last year, Garrett Marchbanks and yourself, uh, you know, it, and it was a good team. This year, Amart comes over. Uh, Phil, who's a hell of a character, you know, is, <laughs> is going to race. I want to ask you some Phil stuff. But, you know, you got the vlogs going on. And Mike, uh, Mike has been really doing a lot of PR stuff. I feel like the team is getting stronger and more united, and uh, really, it's just it's a better team this year.
6: Yeah, I mean, even before I was on the team, they they were already growing. But yeah. what what they accomplished for this season is is mind blowing. I mean, Mike Mike did a a, a huge part of that thing, and um, I'm really stoked to be on it because it actually feels like. Uh, it doesn't even feel like a privateer team anymore, to be honest, and i I couldn't be more happy with the team and um and what's also yeah, I mean, like I said, we're growing, but uh last year we were kind of okay, we are a team we have to we have to do stuff together, and we kind of i don't want to say forced, but this year with Alex in it involved and and Phil, there are so many characters that that it's like now we really want to be around I I'm not sure about Phil. <laughs> right, <laughs> he yeah. wants to be around of course with us. not <laughs> <laughs> no but um this year it's like it's it's really fun to be together with the whole team and um I knew Enzo before uh when when he was on the team I was actually the first time I went to club um on a four fifty just as a privateer and I kinda met him, and we became friends, so it's cool to have him on a team again and uh yeah, also with, with jace that I know from last year, and also from the trips he took to Europe, so it's a really cool gang right now, and um uh yeah, I mean Garrett Alex and myself we're staying we're staying in California, so we don't um train with the other guys together, yeah for now, but we had a we had a really good off season together, and it was. It was, uh, yeah, fun most of the time. That's
3: good to hear. <laughs> yeah, uh, so kind of who who out of those guys have you think you've learned the most from? And one of our fans want to know is which teammate have you bro down with the most? <laughs> <laughs> is it the um, same guy? Is it different guys? You know,
6: um, teammates. Uh, that's a hard question. The first thing that came to my mind was. Um JB, Justin Brayton.
2: Yeah.
5: it's not
6: a teammate but
2: trains there though, yeah.
6: He he trains with us and whenever I I don't know what to do or um if I have a question or just yeah, I I will go to him and ask him and uh I really appreciate his advice and all his know- knowledge. But um
2: That's a good answer actually. Yeah, that's very smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. And uh what was the second question?
2: Oh,
3: just who have you, uh, who do you bro down with the most? Hang out with. You hang out with. Yeah. Um,
6: I feel like, especially right now, it's Alex, especially at the races. I don't, I don't think you cannot be not friends with him because he's just like such a nice guy and, um, even even today at the practice track, <laughs> I was kind of in his way and he crashed. And he was, I don't know if he blamed me for it, but he still said it in a nice way. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I felt really bad because yeah. he was, um, yeah, he, that was his last lap. And he just, I mean, he just washed the front and nothing happened. But he still said it in a nice way. why while everybody else would probably yell straight in my face.
2: Yeah. Phil, um, Phil would probably want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Does it? I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to take the phone call right now. if I would, <laughs> So.
2: <laughs> Are you surprised that you just talked about Alex Martin's personality and then you have uh, Phil's personality and they're really good friends. Like it's so strange. They're so different, but it's, it makes, it makes it very entertaining. Like when they, when they're on Pulp MX, it's so funny listening to those two,
6: it, and it's not just on pulp. It's like all whatever, it, it's all day. You, I just like to to just lean back and enjoy their <laughs> conversation because, I mean, Phil is mad. Phil is giving Alex shit, and Alex just laughing it off, and
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
6: whatever i mean yeah it's it's definitely fun and it's it's cool that they have such a close friendship going on
2: it is cool how do you feel about phil's cheapness like how he won't spend money on anything really well i
6: haven't since since we we don't hang out out of club really Ah. because he lives up in charlotte and i live uh, on a facility we haven't had the chance yet (laughs) to spend time together but i heard a couple of stories and um yeah i mean but i'm probably not that cheap but i also got raised like yeah to pluck pluck off the, the electricity cord if you don't you if you don't charge the phone like yeah my mom always yelled at me like next time you pay the electricity yeah. bill so oh, i
2: do that too to I, my ki- yeah my kids yeah <laughs>
6: So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of understand it, sure, but uh, yeah, you have to find a balance between being being cheap and being and being filled, I guess
2: right yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, shifting gears a little bit, talk about the bike have there been have you found big improvements in the last year, or kind of sticking with a base, and what have you learned with testing from last year to this year?
6: uh, I feel like the engine got got a little better, yep, but Um, There was actually nothing that I wanted to change because, uh, yeah, I mean, the bikes are amazing. And uh, like I said, it doesn't really feel like a private tier team. It's like I've never been on a factory team, but I would say it's really close to that. And the engines from Twisted are running really good.
2: Yeah, I hear a lot about his motors, Jamie's motors.
6: Yeah, yeah. And I guess there is a reason why why almost or a lot of people will choose uh, twisted engines now.
2: Apparently, yeah, yeah, right, yeah.
6: And uh, no, other than that, I was really happy with my suspension. The only thing I really changed in off season was um, the handlebar. I I chose a, a higher handlebar, but other than that, um, yeah, Enzo suspension is is really good, and I never had anything. Um, that I wanted to change besides at the end of last year, I wanted to go a little stiffer because, um, I kind of went up with my speed. So yeah, the suspension went a little bit too much on the soft side, but other than that, I'm, I'm really happy with everything. And, uh, yeah, <sighs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not many changes have been made, I guess.
2: Okay, fair um, enough. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, good, man. If you're yeah. comfortable, that that that's better for you.
6: Yeah. No, I definitely knew that I had to work on on my mental side, and uh, yeah, okay. other than that, I mean, Brent, both Brandon's Brandon, awesome. Brandon Haas, and Brandon Scherer, they they are taking care of us, uh, training and like the the riding part, and that's been phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I guess it's I was. I never questioned the bike or the training. It was always just me, where I can improve. So yeah, um, I, I tried to do that, and I, I guess you can see that I that I made a step in the off season.
2: Oh, absolutely! You seem way more comfortable and fluid for sure. So yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, Thanks. Scott, got got a couple more. We'll let them know. Uh, yeah. So, so
3: so you know. I th- you know everybody prepares for what they think's gonna happen in the first round of the, of the the training and try to have at least some kind of a foundation of a bike setting before the first round and to start the season off with with the with these West coast races being more ready than maybe some people anticipated did do you think that threw off a lot of guys and did it did it affect you at all Did you have to do some changes real quick or was it did it cause any problems for you? No, not at all I mean.
6: Although I haven't been on well, I have been on the West Coast last year, but you can't really call it West Coast. Uh yeah. but um I never really raced West Coast, so I didn't know what to expect, but also I feel like that cliche of having hard packed blue groove tracks on the west coast is is a history thing. Like
2: uh, yeah. yeah. They have been um, changing. Yeah, you're right. You're a little bit right about that. Yeah.
6: Yeah, so we kind of at club we have four supercross tracks with different soils, and we kind of try to to always go where it was the hardest. But like I said, it I mean especially Oakland, it was so soft. Probably not as soft as Oakland used to be, but it was definitely a soft track, and uh, I didn't change anything. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm also a guy that trust in in his setup that um that I made over the off season whenever I felt comfortable and um, I rarely make any changes to the bike um doing race day maybe just a click or two on the suspension but other than that it's uh yeah it stays pretty much the same
2: yeah i think that's smart i you know i again i say this all the time i have almost no talent riding a dirt bike so but when i listen to the guys that do have talent, the guys? That used to race. Uh, I think Daniel Blair's one that says like, get your bike. I think it was Daniel, maybe JT. But get your bike at about eighty percent, ninety percent, and then leave it. You, you know, the rest of it is you. Like, get your bike close, yeah, and that's all you can yeah. do. It sounds like what you're doing. We see the improvements. Um, you know, like yeah. So I, I'm really impressed, dude, and I'm, I'm stoked to see how much you improve over the next few weeks. It's, it's going to be cool. Uh, what are your, you know, you talked about top tens what are your expectations for San Diego? Is that your expectation or your goal, a top 10, or is there something else you're setting for yourself for this coming race?
6: Um, no, I mean, top 10 is the goal. The goal for the season was, uh, being in the top 10 at every round. Uh, I kind of missed that goal now already with, um, kind of crashing out of, out of Oakland, but, um, Top 10, I feel like it's a r- realistic goal, and I am just I just have to work a little bit, like I said, on myself again. Um, Oakland, I was a little off in Oakland, to be honest. and uh, But, yeah, speed-wise, I'm a top 10 guy, and uh, I had a really good day today on the bike again. So, um, yeah, San Diego is definitely the goal to be back in the top 10.
2: Okay, I like it. Scotty, one more.
3: Oh yeah, we we had um, and like I think you said that you're on West Coast and Phil's East Coast, but somebody wanted to know if you if you have talked to Phil since he got a second place at a local race this weekend. Oh,
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I haven't talked to Phil, but uh, I know that Alex was talking to Phil. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if they celebrated at all. <laughs> right, right. Huge <laughs> podium.
2: Uh, probably no celebrations for a second yeah. place. But Dominic, man, thank you for coming on. It was kind of late—a late notice when I hit you up—and I really appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's been really great watching you improve, and I—I I, I hope I—I'm I, going to enjoy watching you get that top ten this weekend, man. Let's go get an eight.
6: <laughs> all right, I'm I'm shooting for that one. <laughs> all right,
2: Dominic. you got it, man. You can yeah. do it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate thank you coming on. All right, all right. Same All right, bye. bye. Thanks. All right, Dominic Thury, Club MX. That's cool, man. I, yeah, he I when Justin had to cancel, I was reach, trying to find somebody else and he yeah. answered almost right away. He was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So, I appreciate Dominic coming on. Um what did Foley ever say about the plastic? Did we ever decide he, anything?
3: He never he never really like he just kind of he said something about black plastic. He he never really like said anything.
2: Let's do this. Um, okay, so he when we talked earlier today, he wanted to do a, a modern a bike, like a modern bike plastic kit in black. if you're if you want a free a Cherubis USA black plastic kit in honor of tribute to Colin Morrison, uh, post a picture on Instagram of your current bike with whatever setup you have now and tag at Mouxo show and at a Cherubis USA and we'll we'll give it two weeks and we'll pick a winner and we'll let fully join in and pick a winner. So yeah, just do some tags. Let's get us some social media presence. Hit us up, and if you want new plastic, dude, you want the all black freestyle Colin Morrison look, uh, fully's gonna hit, hook you up. Um, yeah, so yeah. so ahead. for
3: for those of the of y'all listening later on your, on our through a podcast mm-hmm. or a platform like that, I just want to say to the just shout out to the YouTube people tonight. We had one of our biggest turnouts. We had a, over uh, fifty people at one point, which I know doesn't sound like a lot but it's, a, it's for, a growth for us. It's, it's a growth for us. So I, I just kind of wanted to send an invite out to those people listening on later and to yeah. give a shout out to some of the people that came, came on the chat room. We had some new people, some people that said there was a the first time and they liked it. And uh, I had some, oh, some of my friends join. So shout out to my, to my boys uh, coming back from, from the hometown to to check us out. And I just want to say thanks to to everybody for, for joining in and, and uh, we'll just let's keep growing. I had um, fully did say, let's let's share some of these. Uh, the share this share the the streams, the streams. Yeah. on their on their uh, social media to get the name out, and you know, let's get more people yeah, going. Facebook
2: on. and Twitter is easiest. I mean, it's hard to share streams on Instagram, but you, hell, if you <laughs> screenshot it and tag yeah, us. You and, know, I, you know, and I
3: know, and I sit around and think of questions all day, and yeah. I write some of them down. But sometimes these guys, the people come in and they. Whether it's a question that is ends up being a really good question, or something that makes us makes me think about something else that ends up being a question that we get good content from, sure. it's awesome. So we appreciate you guys joining, and you know, let's let's keep it going. I don't know if we're going to do a g- general chat thing after. Probably not tonight. Okay. I got
2: a lot to get done. Yeah, I got you. Um, still got a lot of wrap up stuff to get done. So we'll probably cut this one off here in a minute. Uh, I do want to thank all of our sponsors. Obviously, a Chevy's USA, our title sponsor, Race Tech, our Co-title sponsor Fly Racing, X-Brand goggles, top privateers like Kyle Chisholm, Ben LeMay, and Ryan Brees, as well as many of the top GNCC guys like Craig DeLong choose X-Brand with multiple lines to choose from, such as EKS-S, the GOX Flat Out, and the all-new Lucid with the Wave Latch quick-release lens system. You are sure to find a goggle for you at a price range you won't be able to beat. Uh, go to your local dealership. And ask for X brand through WPS, or you can email me darksidemx three aol dot com for pricing. I've got a bunch of stuff on hand here. Also, works connection still on board with us. Torque One Racing, our jerky guys. We still got a lot of Supercross races to go. A lot oh. of football to go. What's up, dude?
3: We haven't had a chance to say, you know, sponsor Wade's the show. It, go, do yeah, it, man. Go. I, I sent him a. I said, it, good job, man. He he responded back to nice. it, so he's yeah, man. Yeah.
2: But if you guys want some snacks, the best snack you can have for watching Supercross or football coming up, Niners Nation. By the way, oh Niner's my Nation. God, that's not good. Yeah, but um, uh, visit. You didn't even
3: know they were going to be in the playoffs.
2: Erjerky dot com <laughs> and use promo code MotoXPod twenty one, all one word. Uh, the M is capitalized. We we'll get you some jerky. Berm Lord's graphics and jersey ID. They did the jersey up today for Aiden, the winner of the main event Moto bike and all that. Okay. Fly Racing supplied him some gear. They they lettered his jersey for him. That's going to be sent out. Shock Socks, Williams Motorworks, Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, Power Band Racing, and True Fusion Sports. Uh, our Derek Kelly check in. We're not doing one this week. We'll get him back on soon. Um, real quick, the Ryan Breeze, seven-deuce-deuce, deuce, oh. pass, knockdown, takeout, et cetera, et cetera. Where, you, where do you stand?
3: Uh... That was a, that, I think just overall, the way the whole thing unfolded, it kind of, it kind of resolved itself, honestly. Like, it, it, it I kind don't
2: know if 70's Deuce feels that way.
3: I, well, he said, he said on, on pulp he was like, just, he's like, like, what? Like, you know, to see it all go down, like, yeah. and then his, his Bruce's crash at the end, and he was slammed into that corner. Dude, like, the fact that he walked away from that, and, you know, there was a lot going on, I mean, Technically, Brees should never even have been in the LCQ. He got that that heat race where they had to stop the racing because he knocked out the the live timing pole oh, and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like he kind of got done dirty already. So he's probably riding with emotions, maybe yeah. a little more than he should have. Seven Dudes Deuce is like one of the fan favorites. If you if you do something like that to him, you're probably going to get some some feedback from that. People are going to kind of you know he, you know because he, he's the guy. They're going to defend him. So. I think it was a little, little too much. Um, I feel bad for Seven Deuce. Deuce, it's it's hard to make a main this year. We've seen that. We've seen Chiz not make it. We've seen Amar not make it. So the fact that he was in a position and it got taken away from him, I, I definitely feel for him. Um, it, it was kind of a little bit of aggressive move. But yeah, I think it, I think they'll I think it'll grow and, and and be good from then.
2: I did reach out to Ryan today and I asked him if he would come on and give his side of it on the wrap up show tomorrow night, and he declined. He's like, "Man, I just want to move on. Like, I want to let yeah. go." And that's fair, man. He wants to handle it that way. um, That's what we'll do. So Fully just texted me, and and I think we're going to change how we're doing the giveaway. Okay. So he wants to have people that are listening. uh, Hang hang tight for a second, guys. Just give me a second. We're going to get Fully on. So. A little cold call. Yes, sir. Fully. Yes, sir. So you want to do live YouTube listeners tonight for the plastic? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah, so,
4: just do a plastic kit and a set of handguards.
2: All right, just so if you're listening that, to this yeah. in post, uh you guys need to be listening live on YouTube. You gotta be watching live. Exactly. So one of our, our YouTube listeners that's on right now, we're gonna email Brian Fullerton from a Cherubis. What's your email, Foley?
4: It is Brian B-R-I-A-N at com. That's A-C-E-R B as in boy I-S.
2: Brian at a cherubies.com. Give him a yeah. list of all the guests that were on the night and tell him who your favorite is and he'll pick one and somebody's going to win a set of plastic for, uh,
4: it's gotta, but it's gotta be a set. We stock a current model, um, for stroke or two stroke current generation.
2: Sounds good, man. So, uh, it pays to listen yeah. to YouTube, uh, fully. Thank you so much for, yes, for helping us out being our title sponsor, you. you and Talon, and um, you guys are killing it, man. Yeah. You're helping a ton of the teams in the pits, Always taking you care bet. of people and the privateers. Do you're always doing stuff for the privateers?
4: We try, man. We try. Yeah. It was, that was a good show tonight. You got up to 48, 48 people watching, buddy. Good job. Well,
2: Hopefully it's going to keep growing. I knew we were going to have a yep. lot. Cause a lot of people of Stanks people reached out. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we need to, we need to keep growing that thing. So as Scotty said, like, people yeah. share it, dude, you can go, share if you got a, if you got a Twitter, Put, uh, just copy and paste the, the, the YouTube channel. If you got Facebook, same thing. And on Instagram, really all you can do is hell screenshot our YouTube channel and tag, you know, put it up there. So people go check it out. Um, well fully, I appreciate you answering, dude. and appreciate you giving away some plastic.
0: You bet brother. Anytime.
2: All right, buddy. Thank you so much.
0: You
1: bet. Have right. a good one. See ya. Bye. All
2: right. That's Brian Fullerton fully. Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah. I, I love winning free stuff and I never get to win, win anything anymore. Yeah, I, get, I, I get a lot of free stuff. I can't complain. Someday you'll get some free stuff. I, I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten a few I've things. I've a few things. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We, we appreciate a cherbies. We appreciate everybody joining in. If uh, this was your first time joining in, and it was just because of the stank thing, man, hopefully you guys stick with us. We try to do good shows. Uh, you know, we're growing. We're we're trying to always improve. I've seen uh, at I'm least not,
3: three, four, three to five people that have said first time. Three to
2: five? Cool, man. Well, um, Justin Hill will be on next week. He says, now I had a lot of people on social media go, Oh, imagine that he bailed Dude, he was <laughs> sick. He, he apologized to me over and over. He hell, he reached out to me about coming on the show. It was his idea. That's cool. So I know he wants to do it. He's going to do it. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be cool. We should have Justin next week. I uh, don't know who else yet. We'll probably get DK on to Derek Kelly to do a little check-in since he's our, our weekly normally our like weekly or bi-weekly check-in. Uh, that it, you Got anything else? Man, I, I I think that's about it. It's like like I said, shout out to the YouTube people.
3: It was awesome tonight and yeah. uh I'm looking forward to this. It's good that we're back into the season and there's kind of a lot to talk about. So, I I'm, I'm looking forward to to keep going and seeing what the Supercross season unfolds and let's let's keep doing it, guys.
2: Give me your winners for San Diego Military Appreciation. It's, All right. I'll... It's
3: a, it's a it's it's still a baseball field, right? Or is it a football
2: field? Baseball. I'm going to go, um, okay, uh, go ahead. Thinking, no, no, I'm going to go, gonna ahead. go, go ahead. Webb and Shimoda. As the winners? Yep, those are my winners.
3: I'm going to go Sexton
2: and Lawrence. Sexton and Lawrence. All right, we got it. Um, Yeah, we need to come up with something a little bit. Well, we may both be wrong, so it doesn't matter. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Visit them, support them, get you some jerky, get you some blood lubricants. I actually need to give that, if you guys want the best oil, and blood lubricants were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race moto, cross country, side-by-sides, or even sprint cars, blood lubricants has an oil for you. Use promo code MOTOX, all caps, all together, at checkout to save. The stuff will let your bike run about 30 to 35 degrees. Cooler in testing, it lasts, it's awesome. Blood lubricants, B-L-U-D, hit them up. Tech, Cherubies, everybody else. I think that's it. Yeah. We're out. We're out, man.